Hi, and welcome to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series all about possibility. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. This podcast and video series is our way to share ideas and insights and education and inspiration and super cool women who have something to say to you for this journey. We're standing together, Sister Strong, for health and happiness. So try these ideas for your toolkit and see if they can help you, your family, and your friends. We are so blessed to have on the show today, Dr. Lynn Hellerstein, just one of my favorite people. I wish we were in our normal state, which would be walking through the trail together, sharing uh, health and happiness and outdoors. But right now we are uh, in our homes sharing virtually. Dr. Lynn, welcome. Hi, thank you, Betsy. Well, uh, there's so many things about you. Many of you know I do have an addiction that has something to do with Dr. Lynn, and that is I am addicted to fabulous eyeglasses. And I happen to be wearing today my favorite pair, which were an impulse buy because I saw them and I had to have them. Pair number 17. But who's counting? I we love those type of addictions. You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I do own a lot of eyeglasses, and I'm not done yet. Uh, so Dr. Lynn, of course, runs the fabulously successful Hellerstein and Brenner Vision Center, but outside of that, she has another life of many, many things as a thought leader, an author, a speaker all over the world. So Lynn, today I want to really delve into your whole vision beyond sight and lots of the things that you've discussed in your books. So um, will you help us first just tell everybody a little bit about you? And so they get a context. And then we'll talk about like three ideas from all the different things you talk about that might be helpful. So um, tell them a little bit more about your, your other side. Well, thank you. Um, as you know that I've been in um, optometry practice for more than 40 years. And uh, it's not just general vision and eye care. I specialized in vision therapy, which is teaching people really how to track and focus, coordinate their eyes, improve eye-hand coordination. But my real interest and specialty is in what we call visualization. And I'm really interested in seeing if a patient's vision externally really matches what's going on internally. You might say, well, what does that mean? Well, it started you know, years ago when I used to see uh, a lot of little kids that had reading problems and the vision therapies for a lot of kids with learning problems, uh, poor coordination, dyslexia, people with brain injury, enhanced sports, things like that. Anyways, I remember examining, oh, she was about a little eight-year-old in my exam chair, and I said, how's reading? And she just burst into tears. And I go, what's going on? Because we had really helped her tracking and focusing, and I thought she'd be reading better. And she goes, I hate reading. And that, you know, just shut down. So when a kid shuts down, many, many of you are finding that out all too much right now is what can you do to help get them to open up again so i quickly changed uh the conversation i said well let's let's wait for that for just a minute what do you like to do for fun she quickly you know sparks and and you see her sit up she goes i love to swim and i go well really let's pretend that you go swimming and she actually you know, put her arms up like she would jump in the water and, and she was splashing around and she's just laughing and this is really fun. And then I said, hey, catch. And I pretended to throw her something and you could see her in her imagination catch it. She says, what is that? And I said, it's a book. 
that's waterproof. And she says, oh my, can I open it up and look in it? Now this is a kid who wouldn't talk about reading, wouldn't open a book, yet when she could create a safe, fun place for herself, all of a sudden she could start reading. And it was that type of work that I started seeing, yes, we can really improve a lot of your visual skills so you see better and track better and all that. But if you have the mindset and the internal vision of something very negative, there's a mismatch between what you're trying to do and what you see yourself doing. And so over the 40 years, that's what really moved me into creating uh, several books. And the first one was called See It, Say It, Do It. Visualize, declare, take action. In my experience, no matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of project, whether it's doing your homework or building a building or starting a new project or trying to live through what we're living through right now, the stress and all these factors, unless we have consistency between how we see things, what we create, what we say about it, and what we do about it, if we don't have that consistency, then what we have is a lot of chaos, mismatches, and lack, lack of success and performance. And so I think, especially now, with all of us in this uh, terrible, stressful situation, it's hard to create a future because we don't know, but unless we come from a place of really being just who you are, then it's time to create the future to live into. Otherwise, I know what I'm living into is watching like CNN and all the awful things that are going on in the world, and it's not a very good place to be living into right now. Well, let's do an example of that, right? Because that's so powerful because everything I can think about in my entire life, I had to see it somewhere in my mind's eye. I had to believe, so say, and to believe, Betsy, you could do this. And then I had to take action. Whether I succeeded or not, I couldn't control, but I could try it, right? So let's, let's, right. Give, let's think of an example together of someone now. So we can't leave our house, right? We can't see our grandkids. I'm saying that to you because you have the cutest grandkids ever that live in my neighborhood. <laughs> I might likely see them walking by just saying when they're out with their family. Um, so, so let's see, like, so my example would be, um, I want to create an art book. Okay. So I see it in my head and I journal at night. I want to create an art book. I've never created an art book and, but I see that I want to create an art book. And then I have to say, Hey, you've got some time. Why don't you make some pieces of art and you have some ideas on how to put them in a book. So I have to now take it from in my head. I want to create an art book. I have to tell myself, hey, you can do it. But then if I don't take any action, there's not going to be any art for the book. So I have to say, and I'm going to work in my business. I'm going to work in camp experience, but I'm going to carve out Friday afternoon and have nothing on my calendar, but go into my art room and seeing what God brings through and create art for my art book. Would that be a good example of seeing it, self-talking and doing? It's a great example, Betsy, but I will tell you one thing, languaging is really important. When somebody says, I want to, or someday I will, it takes all the power and energy out. So what's really important is, I could see you watching you, because we're on Zoom right now, you were picturing your art book. So you had a good picture. The piece of say it instead of I want to is I am creating. I am. I right. am is really because it puts you right in the tense of 
you're creating when it's I want or I think or, you know, you lose the power. And so uh, it's a great example of you already see your book done. If you made a little stronger intention or declaration, I am creating, you might go, I'm not really creating. Yes, you are. You have put yourself in the being of I am in the creation process already. And then the to do, you said, you know, you go in your art room and you can actually be very specific with times. But too often, there's usually one of those three steps that we're missing out on, which is what keeps us from fully moving into that. So here in the midst of chaos, I challenge everybody, how can you create beyond what you're seeing? We see a lot of sadness and ugliness right now. How can we create a vision, which happens to be my last newest book, Expand Your Vision Beyond Sight. If you watch the news every day and keep seeing exactly what's there, well, you are stuck. But if you can create a vision coming from a place of who you really are, Betsy, who are you really? I mean, you, who would you call yourself to be you know, as far as an intention for yourself? What would you say? <sighs> Who I am is a, uh, a amplifier of good and a creator of story and a servant of sisters. Which is beautiful. And if you created yourself from your being there, then you're on your way to create your art book. Right. I love that tune-up. See, this is what I love about this. We can have a conversation because... You know, me who tries to do it right and who has read everything you do and loves you. Um, yeah, but I see that I see that that cleanup. Okay, so now you have to do one. So give me one of yours. What what are you seeing? What are you speaking? And what is your action? Yeah, so off from the context of just letting 25 people, my employees on furlough, closing my office, uh, except for emergencies, trying to still wrap up loose ends trying to create from there, I get nowhere. I'm doing a lot of the do it, busy work, busy work. And so what I ended up creating just actually yesterday was that I am a generous, loving, vision visionary. You might go, what the heck does that mean? I don't even know what that means. That's what's come up. But I am gonna be helping people create their visions through kindness, gener generous, loving, all of those wonderful things. And so what that does for me, it starts giving me clarity of where to move. Otherwise, uh, I am just stuck. But it gives me clarity and a lot of freedom. And I don't know where it's going to take me. I don't even know what it looks like. But I do know right after I created, I was asked to give several lectures on visualization in our virtual optometry um, international group which means I need to go to get, get all my materials together, start working on what I know to be true and what I love and am passionate about. And if I can help anybody create a vision beyond sight, that's really what I'm looking to do. And, and the real goal is, you know, our vision limits us. We don't limit our vision, our own vision. You know, put on the blinders, can't see what's out there. Start creating miracles do happen and so that's what i'm doing for this next well i got weeks. the goosebumps on that i totally got the 
God bumps on you saying you're going to help people with their vision because I think that is such a service, not only to your industry, your professional industry, but to the camp sisters. I would encourage you on Monday nights at seven, you know, we just get around and chat. We kind of have a campfire. Um, please come to that. And if you have it on your heart and you're willing to come and do that, you know, once you want to practice your workshop, if you want to practice it with the camp family, please tell me and we'll put it out to everyone. Uh, because I just think it's so important, as you said, to basically close our eyes to see, right? You know, like not take in this story created by media hype and crazies that want to cover all the, you know, be in the what is, and then close our eyes to take a breath to see, and then get beyond. It's really about seeing the inner landscape. You know, I've had patients that have lost their vision to like macular degeneration and disease. And many of them told me they've never seen so clearly. Yeah. They can't drive, they can't see TV, but they can see what's going on in their life by really clearly seeing the inner landscape. Oh, Lynn, it's so So inspiring. I call that vision inside and out. Well, I, I hope the weather gets good. And we, when I'm on my way to the grocery store, if I accidentally pulled into your garage and you closed the door, and then we walked six feet apart through the neighborhood and we yelled at each other. Maybe by the end of April, we could do that. But, I would um, hope so. Will you please tell everyone how to get a hold of you? Because I know others are going to want to reach out. And could you just uh, tell them how to reach you? Surely. My website is Lynn Hellerstein, L-Y-N-N-H-E-L-L-E-R-S-T-E-I-N.com. And if you go on there, then all the links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, all these, uh, Instagram, whatever, all the other links are associated with that. Awesome. Well, Lynn is so many things. She's a fantastic mom and a fantastic grandma to some incredible grandchildren that I'm lucky enough to know. And uh, her daughter is another superstar making custom clothing lines. I mean, everything uh, you have seeded and including all of the camp sisters that you've so generously supported so many years um, is blooming and will continue to bloom because of you, Lynn. So thank you for everything that you thank are. Thank you, Betsy. I really thanks for uh, the, the great interview. Oh yeah. So, and thanks all of you for listening to Sister Strong. We have a podcast series and videos all about possibility. This is a toolkit with amazing women, great information, insights, ideas, conversations, and connections to stand sister strong for health and happiness. We are here for you and we're here for each other as we do good and have fun together. Please share this link, this podcast series. Please share these videos with anyone interested in uplifting ideas, good energy, great conversation, and good, clean, old-fashioned fun. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma.